Before you can create a healthy relationship with others, you first have to create a healthy relationship with yourself. Welcome to Let's Talk About It with your host, Dr. Janie Lacey. Janie is a nationally respected psychotherapist, and on this show, she and her featured guests will help you discover and break patterns in your life that can contribute to self-sabotage and unhealthy relationships. Now, here is Dr. Janie Lacey. Welcome to another episode of Let's Talk About It with Janie Lacey. Let's be honest. Breakups suck. It doesn't matter if you were the one to end the relationship or if you were on the receiving end of the breakup. Breakups often leave us feeling lost, alone, and confused. During this episode, I want to help you identify if you need or want to leave a relationship or how to navigate the breakup process and how to grieve and heal and how to take what you learned in the relationship into the next stage of your life. I'm going to walk you through all the stages of breakup. And at the end of this episode, I hope you'll know exactly how you got here and what you want. Let me start by saying this, that grief isn't linear. And this is probably going to hurt worse before it gets better. But you'll be grateful you did the hard work. So let's get started. A quote from Mandy Hale. You can love them, forgive them, want good things for them, but still move on without them. Well, just why do some relationships end? I used to believe that you could only end a relationship if something really bad happened. There had to be a reason why, and it needed to be good enough to warrant ending it all. The fact I wasn't into any more or that I hadn't had different goals wasn't enough. If the person was treating me well, then I should stay. (laughs) Well, we romanticize long relationships, even if they suck. (laughs) We commend people who have stuck it out for 30 years without ever asking how they feel about being together so long. Romantic relationships are easy and hard at the same time. They take work and they are where we should feel most at ease. They won't be good all the time and they will fulfill you. But this doesn't mean you should necessarily leave every relationship at the first sign of struggle. But I want to validate that relationships can will, and are allowed to end for a variety of reasons. So let's go through some reasons why people end romantic relationships. They don't like how they're being treated. Some couples no longer share the same interest. Some have different goals. Someone does not want to change or grow. Someone wants to be alone. A major life event or trauma 
change the relationship dynamic. No longer feel connected or in love. Don't share the same values. A relationship norm was violated, like, for example, infidelity. You just became two different people. You just want the relationship to end. Or there's difficulty compromising. If you're the one who ended the relationship, you know, that list might be validating to you. Or if you're the one who was broken up with, this list that I just read may be triggered, may be triggering or overwhelming. But I want to remind you that all relationships mean something, even if they end. We learn something from every single person that we chose to partner with, whether it's good, bad, or neutral, neither good or bad. Every relationship has a meaning and influence us in every some in every single way and even in some in some ways and some not so much in some ways the way they leave though tells you everything common questions sometimes i'll get in therapy is should i stay or should i go Sometimes it takes us a minute to, to decide if we should stay in a relationship and invest our time and energy or if it's time to walk away. But you are the only person that can answer this question. But I want to give you some reflection questions that may help you clarify how you feel if you are considering a breakup. I want you to take a minute to ask yourself a couple of questions. And if you're in a place to replay this, or if you're in a place to take out a piece of paper or write down your answers in a journal, I highly suggest you do so. First, I want you to ask yourself or answer this question. Are you the person you want to be when you're with them? Are you the person you want to be while you're with them? Do they support your goals, your dreams, and passion? Have you felt like this before in this relationship or another one? Do you feel respected? Can you safely bring up issues in the relationship? Do you have fun together? Are you friends? What have you tried to remedy the issues in the relationship? How long have you been working on them? The issues, that is. Is your partner committed to working on the relationship too? Does this relationship meet some of your needs or are you always seeking it out and others? How do you, 
how do trusted friends and family feel about your relationship? What's been some of the feedback you've gotten? If nothing changed about them or the relationship, would you be satisfied? Is this a normal low, a rough patch in the relationship, or is this something different? Do you share the same values? Did something happen that is making you doubt the relationship? So if you took a minute and you reflected on this question, and perhaps let me write down a few words. What words describe your relationship? This can be either be your current romantic relationship or it can even be a past relationship. So how do you tell if you're both doing the work? I firmly believe that the best apology is change behavior. And I'm sure you've heard that saying many times. The best apology is change, changed behavior. So if you're trying to remedy something in your relationship, both of you, both of you have to do the work. So how do you tell if both people are investing or if one of you is doing all the heavy lifting? So I'm going to give you some reflective questions to answer. As you can see, the journey is I'm leading you to answer and to come up with your own best solution for your life. I just consider me like your Yoda. So then you take a moment and ask yourself these questions. Do both of you recognize the issue and have a clear understanding of it? Do both of you know what steps you need to take to remedy this issue? Do you, they acknowledge and recognize their role in the problem? Do you? Are they committed to taking regular and consistent action towards a solution? And are you? Can they admit when they mess up or fall short? Can you? Are they willing to have conversations about the problem? And are you? Are you working as a team to solve the issue? Do you both want to fix things? Do their words match up with their actions? And does yours? I want to just stop here and give a disclaimer. If you are being abused, whether that's emotionally or physically, you are not at fault. If the abuse is still going on and the other person has not made a deliberate effort to seek help or are are changing their behavior, the relationship is just isn't safe. So these other signs are not possible until the abuse has stopped and the abuser takes responsibility for their actions and their roles. So moving on. Love is unconditional 
Relationships are not. Let me say that again. Love is unconditional. Relationships are not. So let's talk about the breakup. If you're thinking about ending a relationship or don't like how your last breakup went down, I want you to pay close attention. This part is for you. Breakups are awkward and they're not fun, but we can still be respectful, authentic, and break up in a way that honors our values. I know when someone treats you poorly or you're feeling defensive, it's easy to want to say, screw you or I'm out. But just remember, the only thing you have is yourself and your integrity. You want to end this relationship in a way that reflects who you are and what you stand for. But here are some things I want you to consider and think about before initiating the breakup. The details. First thing to consider. If you live together, share a bank account, have children or pets, there's a lot of details to work out when you initiate the breakup. So make sure you have a plan for where you'll stay and what will happen while you try to separate your life. You can share your plan with the other person and try to come to an agreement that works for both of you. Of course, if you're married and filing for divorce, a mediator or attorney will likely have to get involved at some point. And two, pick a location. If you feel safe with this person, private is usually best. If you don't feel safe or there is a history of violence or abuse in a relationship, you may want to do it in public or bring a friend or, or even break the news via phone or, or in writing. Not always a big advocate of that, but sometimes that may be what's, what's best. Number three, be straightforward and empathetic. Make sure you are clear that you're ending the relationship. Let me say that again. Make sure you are clear that you're ending the relationship. You want to use clear language. If you feel comfortable, try explaining your reasoning in an empathetic way. And be prepared that they may try to change your mind. But what will you do in this situation if they try to change your mind? Decide ahead of time. And have an exit plan. Make up, meet up with a friend or go to your own space afterwards. Why do breakups hurt? Let me go through a couple of of reasons that when a relationship ends, that we may lose a few things, which is why it hurts. You may lose security. You may lose the companionship, an investment of time, energy, and money, a confidant, the future plans you made together. You may lose friends and family that were friends and family of your partner. And when a relationship ends, you have to deal with losing what could have been. You have to adjust to a life without this person. You have to deal with what went down in the relationship and your part in it. You may have doubts about it if it should have ended. 
if this means you failed, if you're not good enough, if you made a wrong decision, if you should have, if you stayed too long, right? All those doubts will come creeping in. Very normal. But let me say this. Every breakup is different, and even the best ones are pretty painful. There are a lot of reasons why a breakup might be painful or tough to handle. But here's what we know about the pain associated with the breakup. Breakups can trigger the fight or flight response, especially in an unexpected breakup. When your body goes into fight or flight, a stress response is triggered in the body. You may start to experience symptoms like rapid heartbeat, trouble concentrating, insomnia, racy thoughts, stomach aches, loss of appetite, sweating. Your body and your mind literally think there is a threat and you need to prepare to deal with that threat. So when you go through a breakup, you might experience some physical pain. Research does show that the same regions in the brain that get activated when we experience physical pain are also activated when we experience social rejection. So if you're experiencing physical pain after breakup, it makes sense. You know, a study published in the Journal of Neuropsychology found that a relationship breakup may feel so painful because it activates the part of the brain associated with motivation, reward, and addiction cravings. The researchers recorded that the brain activity of people who had recently been through a breakup, they were still in love with their ex and spent most of their waking hours thinking of them and wanting to reunite. When they were shown photos of their ex, the same regions of the brain were activated. It's not just you. There's science that proves it, that breakups hurt. So as you're potentially grieving, if you're listening to this episode, I'm going to help you by just giving you a couple of things to journal about, think about, write about, consider. The first simple question you want to ask yourself is, why do you think this relationship ended? Or should end if you haven't ended it yet. And if nothing changed, do you think you can stay in the relationship? What is the hardest part for you right now? Because you do have a relationship story. And telling the story of your relationship can be so powerful. The way we tell the story and how we conceptualize the many stages of our relationship has a profound impact on our healing. It gives us a clear beginning and end to the story. And understanding your story, your role, and what happened is step one of the healing process. So I want you to take a moment to think about your relationship. You may want to go back to some of the words that you wrote earlier and I asked you about describe your relationship and use some words. But I want you to write the story of your relationship as you remember it. Literally, I want you to write it down. You can include how it started, the highs, the lows, the moments of struggle, and how it ended. Whatever you feel is important to share, 
No one is going to read this or no one should read this, I should say, but you, unless you want them to. So don't worry about telling a perfect story or grammar. This is just for you. Some challenging feelings might come up as you're writing out this story. But do this as a time, do this at a time and a place that feels safe for you. Because if you do get overwhelmed or emotionally flooded, it's okay to stop. If you grieve now, you don't have to grieve later. This is doing the work. You can involve a therapist or another trusted person in your process, especially if you're going through a breakup. But do what works for you. But here's some questions that can help you get started in writing down your relationship story. What are your earliest memories about this relationship? Were there any highs or low points? How did you feel throughout this relationship? What attracted you to this dynamic and kept you in it? Why and when do you think the relationship became strained? Is there anything that you're confused about? Those can be some questions that can help you to start to write out your relationship story. Isn't it funny how the memories you cherished before a breakup can become your worst enemies afterwards? The thoughts you love to think about, the memories you wanted to hold up to the light and view from every angle, it suddenly seems a lot safer to lock them in a box far from the light of day and throw away the key. It's not an act of bitterness. It's an act of safe, it's an act of safe preservation. It's not always a bad idea to stay behind the window and look out at life. Instead, it is. The quote from Allison. Let me read that to you again. Isn't it funny how the memories you cherish before breakup can become your worst enemies afterwards? The thoughts you love to think about, the memories you wanted to hold up to the light and view from every angle. It suddenly seems a lot safer to lock them in a box far from the light of day and throw away the key. It's not an act of bitterness. It's an act of self-preservation. It's not always a bad idea to stay behind the window and look out at life instead, is it? So let's start talking a little bit about healing. The part right after a breakup can be so challenging. Sometimes all you're left with is more questions. Because losing a relationship can feel like death. It's so complicated. I want to give you some tips to manage that pain. But the most important thing you can do for yourself is have compassion. Remember that you're grieving and your life has just gone through a major shift. Things are going to feel rocky. You might feel totally untethered and lost. When you feel this way, you have to grasp for things that may not be the best for you. But try to sit with yourself. If you're looking for some tools to help you heal, you know, here's a couple things I would recommend. And take what will work for you. First, try to eliminate or lessen the contact. 
you know, in a recent study that I was reading, participants were shown a photo of their ex and, and then distracted with a math problem. After they looked at a photo of a neutral person they, kn- they knew, and when they were lo- looking at photos of their ex, a few key areas of the brain were stimulated, part of the midbrain that controls motivation and reward, an area associated with craving and addiction, the same reward system that is active in cocaine addiction, and the area associated with physical pain and distress. This is why the whole staying away from your ex after breakup thing is so important. The more times you interact with the trigger, your ex, by looking at their social media, driving by their house, the more triggered you're going to become. You'll keep putting yourself back into the stress cycle over and over. It's self-sabotage at its finest. There are, of course, situations where no contact isn't possible, but try to get creative and cut back on it. It's very hard to heal when you're constantly being re-triggered. So have compassion for yourself. Yep, I had to say it again. Don't beat yourself up for feeling a certain way. If you're sad, validate the feeling. If you're relieved, validate the feeling. Whatever you're feeling is okay. You get to decide what you do with those feelings. And it's okay just to feel a feeling and not react to it or do anything about it. Sometimes in breakups, that's the hardest part is the feelings that come. There's this fight or flight response or sometimes you just want to react or you want to reach, you want to do. The best thing you can do is sit with it. You are listening to Let's Talk About It with Janie Lacey. Today we're talking about breakups the tips and tricks and all the things to help you move through. If you're listening to my voice, you probably have gone through a breakup, whether it's in the past, whether you're currently contemplating one, or it's just yet to happen and you are yet to know that it happened. So let's go ahead and take a our quick break, commercial break, and we're going to come back and we're going to continue to talk about healing after a breakup. Be right back. Let's talk about it with Janie Lacey. Are you living day by day, nervous, in fear, or constantly feeling overwhelmed? This is probably due to an anxiety disorder. Anxiety disorders can develop from many different factors and can affect each and every person differently. Anxiety disorders can develop because of genetics, personality, stressful life events, and many other reasons. The Anxiety and Depression Association of America reports that more than 40 million Americans suffer from anxiety-related illnesses, and anxiety is also considered the most common mental disorder in the United States. You don't have to suffer alone. Call Life Counseling Solutions at 407-622-1770 or visit lifecounselingsolutions.com today. Has your anger ever taken you somewhere you regretted? Have you ever said something in anger that you wish you could take back? Have you ever hurt anyone as a reaction of your anger, physically or emotionally? Let's face it, anger is a part of life. We all experience anger in our lives at some point. The question we need to ask ourselves is whether this has become a habit. What matters is how we deal with it. 
So call Life Counseling Solutions at 407-622-1770 or visit OrlandoAngerManagement.com today. Are you often attracted to unavailable partners? Feel like you can't stay but can't leave a toxic relationship? Obsessed with thinking about a current or former lover? Feel resentful that you're always taking care of the other person? The Woman Redeemed Therapy Program is for women who want to break free from toxic relationship patterns so they can find the love they truly deserve. This program is a safe, nurturing environment, essential for building self-worth and acquiring the tools to work through challenges and create your best self. We invite you to begin the journey today to start building the new you. Call 407-622-1770 or visit LifeCounselingSolutions.com. That's LifeCounselingSolutions.com. You are listening to Let's Talk About It with Dr. Janie Lacey. To reach the show today, please call into 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Janie at lifecounselingsolutions.com. Now back to Let's Talk About It. All right, we are back on Let's Talk About It with Janie Lacey, and we're talking all about the breakup. And we're talking about why it hurts, some of the things that you may go through. And before the break, we were talking about healing healing, everything healing. So one of the other things you can do on your healing process, so far we talked about just try to eliminate or lessen the contact, have to go through that detox or that withdrawal phase. You know, it's the most difficult time is going through the withdrawal. It's what we're going to call it of the relationship breakup. I want you to have compassion for yourself. And next, I want to share with you to distract yourself. Distraction sometimes can get a bad reputation, but it can actually be a good coping mechanism in some situations. This is where I want you to consider spending time with people you care about. I want you to get back to your hobbies. I want you to move your body. I want you to do things that get you away from the trigger, which is your ex, and off of your phone. So I want you to try to eliminate social media as much as possible. I know it's really difficult, especially with how much Social media is so involved in our lives today, especially if you use it for business and other reasons. But this means you need to hide their IG story. You need to potentially block them on social media, or you may need to just stop following them. Because if you do go down the rabbit hole of social media stalking, don't beat yourself up. Most people do it. It's normal. It happens. But I want you to remind yourself it is a normal thing to do. And it's only going to make you feel worse, though. It's only going to make you feel worse. Another thing I want you to consider is avoid making any big decisions. Remember how we talked about that fight or flight feeling? Well, after breakup, 
you're searching for security and safety. You may search for it in some unfortunate places. So I want you to try to avoid making any big decisions or life changes in the immediate aftermath of the breakup. I want you to take care. I want you to take care of yourself. Get back to the basics. Eat, shower, brush your teeth. Do what you need to care for yourself. And this may be hard sometimes. And I want you to pay attention to your mental health. After breakup, it may be a great time to reach out to a mental health professional for therapy. Another thing I want you to consider is I want you to allow time to pass. Time doesn't heal all wounds. Let me say that again. Time in of itself does not heal all wounds. But research shows us that time does assist in reducing the pain after breakup. So give yourself time and space to work through this. Validate your feelings. You may experience a variety of confusing, contradictory, and overwhelming emotions after breakup. Whether you ended the relationship or were on the receiving end, you're bound to experience some highs and lows. You know, after a breakup, you may feel lonely, mean, cruel, rude, selfish, relieved, scared, sad, free, hopeful, confused, shocked, dumbfounded, lonely, inadequate, worthless, scared, sad, lonely, unsure, regretful. And it's okay. It is okay. If you're feeling all of those feelings, some or none of them at all. So I'm going to give you some things to to journal about, to write about, to reflect about when you're feeling some of those more challenging emotions. So when you're feeling in particularly unlovable, inadequate, or worthless, I want you to think about, journal about, write about, reflect on. What do you love and value about yourself? What do you love and value about yourself? What compliments have you received from other people? What compliments have you received from other people? What do you bring to the table in a relationship? What is unique about you? How would your closest friends and family describe you? What do they love most about you? Kids are much kinder and more forgiving. So I want you to think about your younger self. What would they say to you right now? What advice would they give you? What would they be proud of? What would you say to a friend in your exact situation? What do you think they might need to hear right now? What would you say to them? Do 
To be rejected by someone doesn't mean you should also reject yourself or that you should think of yourself as a lesser person. It doesn't mean that nobody will ever love you anymore. Remember that only one person has rejected you at the moment. And it only hurts so much because to you, that person's opinion symbolized the opinion of the whole world. A quote from Jocelyn Serrano. So let me answer the question that often comes up, especially in my Woman Redeem programs. Is should you contact your ex? Everything always looks better in a memory, right? Loneliness, insecurity, and a lack of control will have us searching for life rafts to grab onto. Exes and old relationships are so close in reach. We know we felt comfortable with this person before. There's hope that you'll find what you're looking for again, right? That's always the reason why you want to contact your ex. So I get it. So I want to validate it because it makes absolute total sense. But if you have a little voice in the back of your head that's saying, I don't know if we should do this. It's worth taking a pause. If you're thinking about reaching out to an ex or someone you had a toxic dynamic with in the past, you might want to try this first. Then you can decide what is right for you in the moment. Number one, I want you to validate your feelings. It's normal to want to reach out or rekindle something when you're in distress or lonely. Say to yourself, I get why I feel this way. Validate yourself. I get why I feel this way. Number two, I want you to take inventory. Review again why you haven't been speaking to this person. Why did the relationship end? You got to remind yourself so you don't go into amnesia thinking and you forget. Sometimes you're looking in the rearview mirror and you forget why the relationship ended because you've had enough time or distance where you start fantasizing again and thinking about those great memories or what brought you together in the first place. And that's what you focus on. Why was this boundary set? Has anything changed since then? Will this relationship be able to give you what you're looking for? So third thing I want you to do is I want you to pause. No feeling lasts forever. Let me say that again. No feeling lasts forever. So I want you to take a moment to write that message that you want to send. Text it to yourself or a friend or save it in your notes. Look at it again tomorrow and decide if you really want to send it. Pause. Four, look for the root emotion. Sometimes we can miss a person because they represent an even deeper feeling. Is something else triggering you? And this feeling, could this be about something else? What are you hoping for here? Some reflective questions. You know, I know many women who were the queen of texting exes. You know, when, when I say I get how hard it is to not reach out, I mean it. Sometimes it's just so hard and it's, you have text message, you have phone, it's so easy to reach out. But if you're thinking about making contact, 
it's also worth asking yourself, how will I feel if they don't respond? How will I cope if they send a negative response? If I reach out, is it going to hurt them or disrupt their healing? What will happen if I don't contact them? How will this impact my healing? Will I be able to end the conversation or is this going to lead to something? Sometimes a good old-fashioned pro and con list always helps to pull it out again whenever the urge strikes. So perhaps maybe go ahead and write that good old pro and con list. Write a list of reasons why I should contact them and then make another list. Reasons why I shouldn't contact them. Keep it handy. Another question I want to answer, because it's very common, is answering that question, can we be friends? Well, first, let me say this. I can't answer this with a yes or no for you. Some people do it well. Others don't. I think it really depends on each person, how the relationship ended, what the relationship was like, and what you want for the future. The only person that will be able to decide if you can be friends is you and the other person. So here are some reflection questions that I want you to answer that can help you answer that question for yourself. Is can I be friends with my ex? How would it feel to spend time with them as a friend? Are you hoping that being friends will bring them back? Do you want to be friends or are you fearful of losing contact and a connection with them? What would it be like if they started dating someone else? Why do you want to be friends? If you decide to be friends, what's the worst they can ha- what's the worst that can happen? What would be the best outcome? Is being friends going to make it hard for you to move on? Do you have a clear understanding of what being friends would look like and how it would be different from being in a romantic relationship? And do both of you want to be friends? How do you feel when you're around this person or in contact with them? Is this going to impact your healing process? If you started dating again, would this impact your friendship? Do you have a solid friendship when you broke up? Will being friends hurt the other person and their recovery? So remember this, a couple things to reflect on. We learn something from every relationship. You learn something from every relationship. Some relationships can teach you what you don't want. Some can teach you what you do want. Others can teach you what you need to work on. And others can teach you how you view yourselves. And some relationships can teach you your values what you value. But as you heal, 
you get to choose what to take with you into future relationships and what to leave behind. So I'm going to break down some areas and I want to help you create some more clarity. So I want you to take a moment and consider a few things. Once you consider about your past relationship and what you and what you didn't like, and it may help to also think about how you felt, boundaries, how you spent your time, the way you treated each other. So think about this. I enjoyed this about my relationship. And then also think about the things that you didn't like about the relationship. Because relationships have the power to change us and to transform us. Sometimes we like who we become when we're in a relationship. Sometimes we don't like the influence it had on us. So let's look at who you became. And I want you to think about reflecting on a few things. Think about how the relationship influenced you in a positive way. Make a list. How did the relationship influence you in a positive way? And how did this relationship influence you in a negative way? As you get the gist of this episode, helping you do the work, helping you process the breakup, previous relationship, or if you're considering breaking up, this is what doing the work looks like. So I want you to think about how you felt while you were in this relationship, if you're reflecting on a breakup or how you feel in the relationship, if you're considering a breakup, how did it feel in your mind and your body while you were in this relationship? How does it feel in your mind and your body if you're in the relationship? And you can start by listening or following the prompt. In my mind, I felt, what would you say? In my body, I felt, what would you say? And you can also do a process of writing a letter to your ex. This doesn't mean that you're giving it to the person. But remember when I said every relationship teaches us something? I meant it. Even the most toxic, hurtful relationships teach us something. So I want you to write a letter to the person or relationship that you're grieving. Say whatever you need to say. Maybe you're angry and you need to express that. Maybe you're grateful for what this person taught you about yourself. Whatever it is, get it out in your journal or in your safe space. Great way to process. Another question I want to answer for you that I often get when talking about breakups is, am I ready to date again? Am I ready to date again? You know, processing a a breakup feels a lot like grieving a death sometimes or a complicated loss. One day you're feeling great and the next you're sobbing into your pillow, missing your ex, thinking about them, Facebook stalking them, wondering if you should call them, regretting it, wishing you can do it all over again. It's a roller coaster of emotions. That can make it difficult to assess where you're at in your journey 
and if you're ready to date again. And if you're thinking about dating again, but aren't sure if you're ready, there's some questions you can ask yourself to get clarity. I want you to go through each of the questions that I'm getting ready to ask you, and I want you to see what comes up for you. And as you think it over, I want you to think about how you feel and if you notice any patterns in your answers. So when, this is a question for you, when I think about dating again, what thoughts, feelings, and emotions come up for me? Why do I even want to start dating again? What doubts do I have about dating again? Am I aware of what I want and what I don't want? What would it look like to start dating again? How would I approach it? So just some things I want you to reflect on and think about. I can't answer those for you. Only you can. Well, you know, I'm always a big believer in speaking life over yourself, affirming yourself, talking over yourself, and talking to you, talking to yourself like you matter. So there's some affirmations that you can use over yourself, can write them out after a breakup. A couple of my favorites. I am enough. I am allowed to set boundaries. I deserve healthy relationships. Not everyone will appreciate who I am, and that is okay. I can give myself the support I need right now. I am always healing. People love me for who I am. Every relationship teaches me something. It's okay if I can't see that right now. I know my worth. People love me. I forgive myself. I will love again. I did the best I could with what I had. I am capable of trusting again. I'm sorry you had to go through that. I can protect you now. I'm open to new possibilities. I don't need to be loved by everyone to love myself. I will open myself up again when I'm ready. I don't need a relationship to be whole. I know what I deserve. So I want you to say these to yourself whenever you need them. Write them on post-it notes around your house and invent your own new ones that can help you heal. So important to speak over yourself so that you can become healthy and whole and that you don't let a breakup break you. So I hope that this episode has given you some things to think about. Whether you are post-breakup, whether you're considering a breakup, or if you're just single reflecting on your past relationships, remember every single relationship teaches you something. 
But what could happen is if people do not stop and process what happened in the past relationship, their part, some of the things I share with you today, what you liked, what you didn't like, what you learned, what you didn't want to take in your next relationship, what you want to leave behind, it's called doing the work. And some people would just rather avoid after a breakup. They don't want to think about it. They want to, they just want to move on. But I will tell you the most important part after a breakup is giving yourself the space and time to heal, to deal, reflect, so you can truly, truly, truly live a conscious, self-aware life so that when you choose to move on in another relationship, you understand why you did the things that you did or why you do the things that you do and also why you've attracted the people that you've attracted. And what did you learn about what you want in your next relationship, what you don't want in your next relationship, and what you value in the relationship? There's so much rich information that you can learn. So once again, whether you are in a relationship, coming out of a breakup, or don't know what the future holds, don't even know that you'll be going through a breakup in the future. But either way, hope I gave you some things to think about, reflect on, lean in. Most important, looking at the man or the woman in the mirror and realize that a breakup doesn't have to break you. Until next time, this is your host, Dr. Janie Lacey. Thank you for joining me on another episode of Let's Talk About It with Janie. Thank you for tuning in. Let's Talk About It can be heard live every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Please join your host, Dr. Janie Lacey, for another edition of the show next week.